Championship City, the greatest Boston sports podcast this side of the 495, made for the greatest fan base in the world. I'm your host, Connor, joined by my good pal, Aaron. And just like that friend you always invite to your Super Bowl party, we're here to hang out, have fun, and most importantly, talk ball. Welcome to our fucking podcast. Aaron, how this you is doing? weird. <laughs> I don't, I, we're recording together. In, in the same room for the first person. time. Looking at your beautiful, beautiful face. How how you doing? Doing well. How are you? Dude, I'm through the room right now. Through the roof, through I guess. Through the room? All around the room. <laughs> I got the zoomies, man. Yeah. And we'll get to why. Yeah, maybe in our third segment. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but first, would you like to kick us off with some... some... Actually, you know what? No, I got I to take my medicine again. Uh, before we do baseball trivia, which is what we do every time on this podcast we got it connor's got a i got to answer for my predictions because i did hit i hit one yeah so for red sox i said we get a, a mid-level move nope we got none yeah celtics i said they go four and oh perfect time to lose their first two games of the season yeah. <laughs> i did say cold to beat the patriots hey you got that the one. semantics of it who cares i might have said they'd smoke them might have been a clencher, but bleh, win's a win. Yep. And I I forget what I said about the Bruins. I actually no, I think we said two and one. So were we right on the Bruins? We were right on the Bruins. Hey, so two and two. Two and two. Better than zero for four. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're we're not trending in the right direction. I'll, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know what? Zero for to half is progress. Yes, we're uh, we're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, before we get into the main the main recap here, uh, we got to do something I always do. Every episode, it's baseball trivia. And I've got three trivia questions uh, for Connor here today. And this is mm-hmm. very strange. I'm still going to get used to being able to look you in the face <laughs> across the table from me while we do this. Because yeah. um, we are like literally three, three feet. feet from each yeah. other. <laughs> it's a uh, little weird. Too but close. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I've got three questions for you. Um, to varying degrees of difficulty, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go easiest to hardest. Okay. Okay. All right. Who was the AL MVP in 2020? Uh, Jose Abreu. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Wow, impressive. Thank and you. there's no cheating here. I'm not. I'm not yeah. holding the questions. That, What's the answer? <laughs> I used to have a math teacher back in middle school who would ask a math problem. It'd be like. For example, it would be like, what's two plus two? And he'd have four fingers out, and he'd just slam it against the whiteboard. That's hilarious. Yes, two plus two? Four. Four. 27. Um, all right. Three. Who owns the single-season rookie home run record? Pete Alonso. That is correct. Yeah, because I remember With he no broke... No hesitation. He broke Aaron Judge's record. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, and this is this is the hardest one, and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't get it. Uh, who was the first shortstop to win the MVP award? Hmm. First shortstop. Can he go three and zero today? That's the real question. Can you give me a hand? A, wait, which did, does it say any league or? Nope. I have a name, and I've never heard of this person in my life, so that should help you out a little bit. <laughs> Actually, it does because I'm, it's not Nomar, it's not not Jeter. I would hope you know both of those players. Yes. <laughs> Did Barry Larkin win one? I don't know. It's not this one. Well, <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, we can. I can talk out loud, and you give me hints. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not Larkin. It wasn't. Jackie didn't get one. I don't even. I don't think he was shortstop either. Um, does it give you a year or no? Nope. <laughs> I just have a name. <laughs> hmm. okay, I'll give you ten seconds. Ernie Banks. That is incorrect. The answer is Marty Marion. Yeah, I was never getting no idea who that is. <laughs> my my history, baseball history knowledge starts and ends with MLB The Show. So if you're not a legend there, you don't exist in my brain. So Marty Marion was born December 1st, 1916. All right, let's move on now to our main recap. Connor, bring us through 
some Red Sox stuff. Yeah, so I, mean, I hope you're all sitting down for this because <laughs> absolutely nothing happens. <laughs> um, we had the GM meetings, and then the GM meetings passed because a virus had been going around. Um, so nothing really came from it, but we did get some nuggets from Craig Breslow, which I think he was a bit more direct this time. Obviously, mm-hmm. the intro presser, he's more so just uh showing face for fantasy but now he can more openly talk about what the plan is so uh from alex spear here's just a couple highlights that he took away uh first one uh tanner hauk and garrett whitlock would be stretched out as for starters for now and that can change later Mm -hmm. did you have any thoughts about that uh i think that's just the right thing to say with how the roster is constructed currently. Yeah. You I can't really go in and say like, okay, so these guys, they're going to be bullpen because we're, we're getting dudes. Mm-hmm. You can't say that. You got to just work with what you got on the roster. Well, it's, it's, it's exactly why, like Cora said, as of now, like Chris Sale is going to be our opening day starter mm-hmm. and everyone flipped out because it's like, oh my God, Chris Sale, really? After like he makes 15 starts or whatever. Yeah, right. But it's like... Yeah, it's either him or Bayo at this point. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's if they're gonna look to shop either of those guys too, they have so much more value as starters. Yep. And even if they don't get shopped, they're both like long relief guys, so you kind of have to be stretched out anyway. Uh, so the second point was they want a second baseman, uh, preferably a right hand hitter with some versatility. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of drew people to Whit Merrifield. Yes. He was the second baseman for the Blue Jays last year, kind of played around the outfield. Um, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about him later. Um, yeah, and, and that was one of my predictions too. When we On our first episode, we predicted mm-hmm. what – what um, or not predictions, but we, we did our like ideal offseason for the Red Sox, and one of my moves was to get Whit Merrifield. Mm-hmm. So – We'll see. Let's see if uh, I can be a Red Sox GM. (laughs) Uh, So Breslau also said it was safe to assume the Sox will will have met with all the starting pitching agents and uh, the teams looking to trade. Uh, He said the cost of top starters will be steep, but the Sox need to be prepared to make this team better. Mm -hmm. So this coincidentally happened around the same time that Milwaukee Brewers head coach Craig Council dipped, went over to Chicago, and yep. it's been somewhat announced that they're looking to start a quick rebuild. Yep. Meaning Corbin Burns is most likely on the table. Um, listen, I, I I would love me some Corbin Burns if they can somehow swing a deal for um Freddie Peralta. I think he's signed for until twenty twenty eight for like five mil a year. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is a, they got him ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Um, yep. And then also some some stuff coming out of uh, this past week, Justin Turner's uh, uh, saying how much he wants to remain in Boston, mm-hmm. which is kind of sweet news. And also was point number two on my Red Sox rebuild was to resign one of JT or Duvall. Mm-hmm. If JT wants to be back, I think you do whatever you can to get him back because he was uh, he was a monster on the field this year. He, yes, he's getting a little bit older, but he's Dead. still got some juice. He proved it last year, you know, and he loves it here. He's a great locker room presence, he's a great leader, and he will do whatever it takes to play for this team. Mm-hmm. He proved it last year by playing through a, a nasty injury. <laughs> yeah, he had no heel and, like, no knee. Yeah, and was just trying to will the Red Sox into a playoff position. Yeah, or even just get his 100 RBIs. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, two more minor points before a big one. Uh, left-handed relievers aren't really a priority right now. Shocking. That's fine. They have Bernardino. They have Chris Murphy, Brandon Walter down in AAA. If they need to, they can make a minor move for like a map more. But yeah, mm-hmm. it just means they're not going to be into uh, Josh Hader. Uh, the other minor point, Breslow feels he's ready to make trades. Um, and kind of an interesting quote from that. Uh, if you wait to make the perfect trade, you will never, you will likely never transact. Not really a shot at Heim, but mm-hmm. that was kind of his Heim's uh, 
fatal flaw, if you yeah, will. He, he just wouldn't make moves. <laughs> yeah, if he had a, mo- a deal on the table, he'd try to get a little more out of him, and then the deal would just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big the big news has kind of come out is that teams are calling about Alex Verdugo. Um, it had been rumored that during the season they were trying to trade for Clark Schmidt mm-hmm. of the Yankees. And then I believe it was uh, Rob Bradford and Sean McAdams kind of pointed out that no, they've also had interest interest in Glaber Torres, mm-hmm. which would fit point number two, being a uh, right-handed second baseman, right, with some versatility. Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of versatility. Like he, they tried to match short, and he was abysmal. <laughs> he's not he's not a good defender. Yeah, period. But I mean, our second base is kind of just the, it's non-existent. So <laughs> it's, yeah, they're gonna try to like. Build one by committee, maybe. I think that there's moves to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes right in line with point number three of my Red Sox rebuild was to get rid of Verdugo for literally anything. Mm-hmm. I but think, preferably a second baseman. <laughs> I think in my my first one, I had putting... I think the best course of action is making him a piece in a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. I think I had them putting him in for a George Kirby. Yeah, um, I remember that. But so, uh, so that was pretty much it for the Red Sox. There's a little bit of news around the league. Like I kind of said, Craig Council left the Milwaukee Brewers for the their rival Chicago Cubs, mm-hmm. which was also like the largest contract in uh for a manager in baseball. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, which kind of is spiraling them into their quick rebuild. So maybe, maybe you step in. Maybe you take a Corbin Burns. Maybe you take a Willie Adamas. Yeah, right. Fill your second base hole. Um, and also, Shota Imanaga and Yoshinobu Yamamoto are going to be posted real soon. I think. So, probably, what does that mean for the people who don't understand Japanese baseball? So, what it means is for players over there, they have a 45 day window where their current team um, basically offers them up as free agents. Um, and. Team, all teams will have the opportunity to negotiate with them. Um, and there's certain uh, like rising escalators for uh, if you give someone... I'll try to pull up the numbers now. That's right. But um, basically, you have to pay the team a fee for right. signing their player. The essence is that the player is able to... Or the team basically allows the... Uh, the MLB to say here's our free here's our players that are most likely to come over mm-hmm. you can negotiate with them even though they're still technically under contract for us but you have 45 days to do it mm-hmm. and if they sign with you you will owe us money for that transaction yeah uh and that the posting fee will probably be pretty large for uh Yamamoto particularly mm-hmm. cuz he's projected to get around like anywhere from 200 to 250 yep um, which once again I am more than okay doing. Yep. Um, and from that I I want to do a little little game with you. Let's do a little game. I have listed a couple a couple options to fill our major holes. Okay. So some starting pitching, second baseman, DH. Yep. I'm gonna list off two names. I want you to tell me which you would rather have. Let's do it. Okay, starting off with pitching, would you rather have? Yoshinobu Yamamoto or Aaron Nola? Um, how old is Yamamoto? 25. Uh, I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> Side unseen? Yeah, I think the potential's there and he's younger. <clears throat> yeah. I think and it's worth it. Taking 100 more mil for yeah. probably the double the length as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. I would rather have Yamamoto. I think the upside is just too it's desirable. There. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jordan Montgomery. Or Blake Snell. Montgomery. Not no even. question. That was another uh, little nugget that came out that they had, uh, Breslau had talked to Jordan Montgomery's camp, but mm-hmm. it's the GM meetings. Everyone's meeting with everyone. Yeah, right. So it's not, once you see like kicking tires and things are getting close to being uh, done, then you get excited. But that was just this is ob- kind of like a little nugget. Obviously, they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm in the same boat. I would rather have Montgomery. Even Blake Snell, just he, I don't know. He he's been good recently, but good in Milwaukee year. But he walked a ton. Yeah, 
his his whole game is or his game last year was I'm gonna put a bunch of guys on base, but I will get out of it unscathed. That's not a good that's not sustainable. <laughs> we do not need, yeah. No. Um last up for free agent pitchers, uh old friend Eduardo Rodriguez or Sonny Gray. Uh give me Rodriguez. It's a little bit tougher of a choice, but he Rodriguez has got it. He's had it. He did it for us. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you can bring him in and, and if the money's right, if he mm-hmm. doesn't want too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's tougher. I think I would also lean Erod just because he's been here. He's won here before. Um, Sonny, I, it's hard to get his New York stint out of my mind, mm-hmm. even though... There's something that always frustrates me. It's when like you say, "Oh, but look at look at uh, his uh, OPS allowed against the Red Sox or in Fenway," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Well, if he if he signs here, he doesn't have to face the Red Sox yeah, anymore. Right. Like, why does it matter what the OPS was against the Red Sox?" It's the essence of like, oh, when he's pitching in Fenway, it's, it's no. yeah, but it's like he's not facing like the Blue Jays. And, yeah, right. For the Twins. It just... I think there's a better metric we can use to say, like, yeah, he, he won't last in the AL East. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so for second baseman, I got Whit Merrifield or Ahmed Rosario. Well, seeing as how I don't know much about either person, I'm going to go with Whit Merrifield. <laughs> the, the one you picked. The one I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> Next! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rosario's younger, you know, a bit more upside, but I don't think this is just a placeholder. You don't, you just need steady Eddie. You don't yeah, want right. someone who might hit like 100. Um, but for some trades for second baseman, uh, let's do Jorge Polanco mm-hmm. or Brandon Drury. So Polanco is the second baseman for the Twins, which it also came out that they're looking to shed salary. Mm hmm. He's a switch hitter, Brandon Drury of the Angels. He is Give me right the hand. Twins guy. I don't want anything to do with the Angels. <laughs> See, that's tough because I love Jorge Polanco, um, specifically because he has such a good card or such a good swing in the show. Yeah. So I would love to have that on a Red Sox theme team. Which is a video game. <laughs> it's yes, a video game. Yes. To be fair, it is a video game that I am basing this off of, but... I think I would lean uh I might lean Drury just because he is a very good defender. Um I'm not touching a... anyone on the Angels. Well the problem with the Angels is they they ruin good players like yeah. like Anthony Rendon was winning literally off the heels of a World Series win with the Nationals and like the only time you hear his name now is when he says like he doesn't speak English to reporters when they ask him why he hasn't played in a while yep um <sighs> but yeah i Anyways. got <laughs> um next up glaber torres or willie adamas i don't really think it matters <laughs> that's i mean it it depends on which one we get to ship alex Verdugo for really <laughs> if if they want to get rid of glaber torres for Verdugo, i'm all in yeah, see, I would take Adamas. Once again, for the defense, hitting, he's got some pop, a little inconsistent, but at some point, you have enough pop with Cassis and um, Devers and then whoever you bring in to be DH. Mm-hmm. You really got to hammer in the infield defense because there's a lot of ground ball pitchers like Montgomery where mm-hmm. you need a wall behind them. Yeah, right. Um um, all, right. all right, let's do one more. Okay. We've got Teoscar Hernandez or Jorge Soler for DH. Hmm. Both uh, both outfielders, both righties. Yeah. Not traditionally a DH. Um, mm-hmm. Give me Soler sounds better. I don't know. I'm in agreement there. Yeah. He had 36 bombs last year, 83 hey. OPS. And I'm looking at his spray chart right now. You can't see it because Wait, we are... can I change my answer? Sure. Justin Turner. That's my answer. Well, okay. <laughs> be- 
because you said only one more, I did have Reese Hoskins and Justin Turner, since okay. they're both going to be first baseman DHs. Justin Turner. Okay. Yeah, I would also probably go Turner in that one. <laughs> and I would go Solaire for the outfield DH. Nice. Hopefully by our next recording. We'll have some more info. Yeah, Yamamoto hopefully posted. And mm-hmm. with a nice 10-year, 250, not 10-year, not uh, Eight years, 250 deal from the Red Sox. That'd be sweet. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk Celtics. Yep. Let's do it. So, I guess before we even start with the games, Rob Williams out for the year for the, with the Trailblazers. It sucks, man. I love yeah. Rob. He is such a fun player to watch, but... He's just got no knees. Mm-hmm. And I I hate to say it, but like it was a good move to oh yeah to move him and Brogdon. The business of it, absolutely. The you hate to lose the player, but you, the business of making that move is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but first oh, off, Celtics they dropped their first game one fourteen one oh nine to the Timberwolves in overtime. Mm-hmm. I'd say that was like the Anthony Edwards show. He oh. He ripped is, us apart. Yeah, he is an absolute star. He had 38 points. Yeah. Um, it really took over overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pull up the box score, not the game. Catch. Yeah. So, um, for the Celtics, Tatum at 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Derek White not available. Um, uh, still second kid. Yeah, had a kid. So he was not uh not there for that game. Mm-hmm. Um. As well, which we talked about last week. So. Yeah, they went double big with Al and Kristaps, and man, Al is—I—I I, I don't know what he—he's not bringing much on the offensive end anymore. Yeah, but you don't need him to. I mean, he hasn't really been bringing much. You don't need him, but like you would still hope that he could hit his some like spot up threes, some like pick and pops, yeah, and I mean, he hasn't—he hasn't been terrible though. Mm-hmm. He was know. still like a plus seven for the game, which obviously means he's impacting it in other ways right. but um another bad Peyton Pritchard game yeah. offensively at least he had six boards three offensive boards which if I told you that was tied for the most on the team would you believe me no <laughs> and w- would you believe me if I said the uh, the other person was Drew Holiday and Jesus. not not either of your big men not not our seven foot three <laughs> center <laughs> nope oh man um no I mean they look Peyton, as much as you're contributing to games in other ways, you got to put the ball in the basket, man. Yeah, I think his role. I don't know if he's just like in his head too much. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but I, it it really feels like they need him to just catch and shoot. Yeah, I think he's doing trying to do too too much, like yep. as a playmaker, which I appreciate because that's been an issue for the team is just not having good enough like true playmaking, but. Mm-hmm. We also need you to a shoot more than three shots, yeah. um, and put them in the basket. Yeah, um, it, it was you know a solid game from Tate or a good game from Tatum, good game from Brown, good um, game from Porzingis. He had twenty, so he had twenty, but only five boards. Which I mean, it uh, the Timberwolves are a very good defensive team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Rudy and Cat, you're probably. You're not going to match up well, like size wise, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I credit to the Timberwolves. Yeah, it's a good game. Specifically, credit to Timberwolves Brazil uh, Twitter account with some of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen <laughs> of like a wolf deep throating a fucking elf. Jesus. Yeah. Well, eighty-one and one. The dream lives on until until, <laughs> until the next day. Until the very next game. <laughs> yeah, Celtics. Drop another one to the 76ers, 106-103. I may or may not have said I am not worried about the 76ers at all. Yeah. That was – I might have spoke a little too soon. Man, (laughs) I'll tell you what. uh, Tyrese Maxey is – he's showing out, man. We should have picked him. Yeah. That one hurts. We could have. Who did we take instead? Was that that the Neesmith? I think so. I think we trade. Did we trade that pick? What 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 draft was that? Uh, hold on. Well, we'll let's do. It was twenty twenty. Um, 
He was selected 21st overall. I think what it was really was people were asked, were like rooting for us to take him, and then we took Neesmith instead. Well, I get the Neesmith pick, you know, he's a shooter, uh-huh. but he just did not shoot, and he was just a bit too raw. Yeah. Yeah. 21, we had pick 14. Oh, that was the year I wanted Halliburton in the fall, but. I guess he was saying, like, I'm only, I only want to go to the Kings for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Only for oh. them to ship him away. Yep. But back to this game. Good Kristaps game. He had 29 and 6. But, yeah, Tatum. Jesus. It was a tough game overall. Yeah, Tatum had almost as many rebounds as, a, as points. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. 15 boards, 16 points. Hauser, again, off the bench was pretty good, giving them some sort of life. But Richard, again, no points. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, some malarkey in this game, though. I mean, yeah, the end of the game, there was a whole big controversy because, like... Joel Embiid stepped out of bounds. He did, and the they, the, <laughs> the referees actually admitted as such in their post-game, like... That's a, the thing that I hate about these things. Like, the refs are like, all right, we're going to hold our guys accountable. Mm-hmm. We're doing post-game reviews of all the calls in the last two minutes. And we're going to make sure that these guys, you know, that we hold our guys accountable. But, like, in a game like this where a missed call like that literally changes the game, the outcome of the game, what do you do? It, you, what, other than, we got it wrong, guys. We'll get it next time. But it's so funny because do you remember the, um, the game against the Lakers last year where uh, Tatum fouled LeBron yes. at the end of the game? And the the refs were like, we we lost sleep over this. Like, yeah. these these mistakes like weigh heavily on us. We should have called that a foul. We are so sorry. It's like, and great. now it's, and now it's like, oops, oops, sorry. This one cost you guys the game, but you know, whatever. Yeah, just get over it. Yep. But I mean, seventy sixers, they're, they're a good team. They're they're looking good. I'll yeah. give them that. After trading hard, uh, Harden, thank God, thank God. Yeah, they. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. There's, I mean, they're six and one on the season, mm-hmm. for in first place now. But you know, seven games in. Um, I, I guess there's not a whole lot more to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, they when they lose, they they lose sloppily. When they win, they win with authority. Yeah. Um, Look, you're never gonna go eighty-two and zero. Yeah. The the Bulls, they went that the what was it ninety-four Bulls went seventy-two and ten. What didn't the the Warriors? The Warriors went seventy three and nine. Yeah, yeah the best teams of all time still lose games. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose games. Yeah, you know you it's it's an eighty two game season, so I'm yeah, not I mean, worried about it. Yeah, eighty and two is still on the menu though. Mm-hmm. Eighty and two right on the menu. Because mm-hmm. then they bounce back with a nice little whooping of the Brooklyn Nets, one twenty one one oh seven. The first of the in season tournament uh, group stage games, which was kind of neat. Yeah, I'm. I mean. I don't know. I feel like the in-season tournament is such a weird... It's just a weird thing because it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they they really are pushing it. Yeah. Like, most of the courts suck. The sub- a little weird. <laughs> I, I said it last time. The Pacers court was fucking atrocious to look at. Like, it was just neon blue, neon yellow. Yeah, that's weird. Celtics court was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, got the the trophy in the at uh, midcourt. But yeah, Jalen Brown, real good game. Yeah. Nice little bounce back from him. I I need people to stop saying trade Jalen Brown, or oh they should have never signed him. Uh, when he has like a bad game, and by bad game, it's like like twenty points. Yeah, he he led the way with twenty eight. Uh, Tatum had twenty three. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weak game from Kristaps, only nine points. He was also in some foul trouble. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to do it, you might as well do it on uh, in-season tournament group stage. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> uh, we keep bringing him up. Pritchard had a pretty good game. He actually, 13, yes. 13. To, to give five. him credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same with Hauser. Or, yeah, Hauser had a good one, too. Hit five threes. Yep. That's all we need. Just hit hit your shots off the bench. Yeah, if you can do that, that's that's gonna help this team tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the rebounding has been pretty good. I mean, Drew had another 
uh, double double, almost had a triple double. Uh, Tatum had his double double. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're getting their boards, um, which is one of the more frustrating parts when, uh, like, you're letting uh, guys get second and third chance options. Yeah, but, right. I don't. Know, this game, even Luke Cornett off the bench had six offensive rebounds, which is huge. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Luke Cornett is showing out yeah i guess as, as we all thought yeah um i also want to point out the uh the the nets had three guys come in off the bench and outscore their starting lineup <laughs> so the the uh, in their starting lineup mccall bridges and spencer dinwiddie had the McCall. most the mikhail mccall <laughs> michael <laughs> uh they each had 12 mm-hmm. off the bench dennis smith jr and trendon watford both had 14 and Lonnie Walker the fourth had twenty, so they had three guys come off the bench and outscore uh, their starting lineup. <laughs> this Nets team is so weird. <laughs> it's just stupid. Because like my uh, Michael Bridges is a very good player, but and when he came over from uh, Phoenix, he was like borderline like playing like a like someone who deserved an All NBA look. But mm-hmm. now it's just I thought you would add to that. That to that core and no, you got much. you got Harry Giles, you got Lonnie Walker now. Yeah, whoop, I don't know. Whoop de do. Yeah. <sighs> I guess we'll wrap it up. They once it, they whooped the the Raptors again. Oh yeah. Uh, another another really good game for Tatum and Brown. Uh, this is like this is going to be a recurring thing. Every oh. day. really good game from Tatum and Brown. Who would have thought that your two superstars? Have good games. <laughs> Who do? Um, Tatum is the uh, one of only four players this season who has averaging thirty points per game while taking less than uh, what was it? Less than twenty shots a game. I think that think it was. Hmm. Well, he was a plus forty two in this game. Jesus, I didn't. I didn't. I've. I don't. I don't always look at the plus minus, but I. I don't think I've ever seen a 40. I, I always thought like 30 was like, oh, this is a peak. That's a really good game. Yeah. He had a plus 42, great defense. Um, Jalen Brown plus nine with 29 points. Kristaps, mm-hmm. uh, another 20, 21, sorry, and seven. Uh, Derek White, a little, little quiet. That's all right. But he's still plus 20. Only four points, four boards, five assists, almost five for five. Um <laughs> Hey, you know what? You got some scoring off the bench as well. What's that? 14, 16, 28 points. Hey, that's that's what you need, man. I, I we've we've talked about it all season so far. You need you need 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 bench scoring. Mm-hmm. And if guys can start heating up and start delivering off the bench like they have been lately, this team's gonna be real tough to beat. Mm-hmm. I it's it's even it's still early, but. I'm liking the chemistry we're seeing with Kristaps, with Drew, mm-hmm. um, especially him, Kristaps uh, and Jalen Brown. Like he was, uh, Porzingis was finding Brown on like these backdoor cuts, like kind of frequently. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the chemistry with Tatum and Brown is off the charts. No matter how many people want to say, oh, they don't like each other, they do. they do. Yeah. They they play incredibly well with each other. Yeah. I mean, how could you not be happy when you play so well together? Yeah, it was like Tatum, what Tatum said. I forget which podcast it might have been. Um, the uh, old, uh, old Man in Three with JJ Reddick. Yeah. But it was like a lot of teams would kill to have two guys of their caliber. Yeah, right. Or even just one guy. And they got them both. Yep. But yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum is a plus 167 on the year. Jesus. I'm pretty sure that is pace in the way. It yeah, is. that's really good. Next, you want to guess who's next? Brown. Nope. Kristaps. Nope. Horford. Nope. Derek White. Almost. Drew Holiday. Yep. Hey, my first try. Plus one thirty. <laughs> I got it, on the first try. This is not even. This isn't just Celtics. This is league. League. Yeah. Nice. Because then Kristaps. I don't know. I'm not going to count that, but he's a plus four one fourteen, and then then Derek White is a plus ninety five. Nice. Well, you need to see. Boys are balling. Your stars are being stars. Boys are balling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, now we can, let's talk about teams that aren't balling. Go to uh, Patriots. 
Ugh, what a game that was. Just high scoring. Woo! Just a shooter. Blow. Shootout. You know, the offensive genius that is uh, Bill O'Brien going toe-to-toe with rookie head coach Shane Steichen. <laughs> yeah. Final they- score. 10 to 6. <laughs> um, they did listen, not look good, <laughs> guys. Uh, Connor is, an, is a Colts fan. I'm a Colts fan. I am pretty happy. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm happy for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Tell, why don't you tell us about a little, uh, little thing you had this morning? So by the time this pod comes out, maybe you saw it on the Ship City uh, Twitter account. Or at least my quote tweet off the Ship City Twitter account. I had a little little action on this game. Yeah, you did? I had a little five-way parlay. I had the Colts to win. Jonathan Taylor to have 67 and a half rushing yards. DeMario Douglas over 42 yards. Michael Pittman Jr. over 61. And Ramondre Stevenson 40 yards Ooh. rushing. It. I wish it wasn't as sweaty as <laughs> it did. I was down to the wire with yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Um. He and he hit the over. He by some, two yards. I got so scared because he he had like seventy yards. Yeah. And then took a a nice three yard loss. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! If if I lose this way, I am going to jump off your balcony. <laughs> but he got it back. But yeah, he gained those three yards back. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking Colts. We're talking, we're talking Pats, and they did not look good. Um, no. It's just tough. Like actually, I, I can't. I can't say that they didn't look good because parts of it did. Mm-hmm. The defense was solid. They played great defense. The Colts only scored ten points. Yeah, Col- so it's not like they they were get they were getting blown out. Colts have been scoring like twenty points a game, mm-hmm. like all up until this point. Yeah. By the way, this game was in Germany. Too. Yes, it was morning game in germany which is why we are sitting here in person yes we were watching the game this morning together um but yeah i mean like look the 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 defense looked good even without some of their key players mm-hmm. the offensive line for the most part was manageable it was fine uh demario douglas is an absolute stud yeah continues man. to show why he's one of the better young receivers in the game yeah, led led the patch receiving with six catches for eighty four yards, with yeah. along with thirty. But that was the uh, the fi- not I don't want to say fake hail mary, but yeah, it was kind of <laughs> lined like up the... for a hail mary and then dumped and it then off dumped it off. Yeah, um, uh, and then uh, the running game was excellent out of nowhere today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of them averaged over four yards a carry between Ramondre and Zeke. Zeke just came out of the gate. Yeah, right. he was with hot. a purpose. Mm-hmm. He um, wants that starting job. Yeah, and then as soon as he got hot, they took him out. Yep. In classic Patriots fashion, uh, the old adage "ride the hot hand" does not apply to the New England Patriots. It is uh, bench the hot hand and sit on the cold one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if the pass off is just they went zero for four in the red zone. Oh yeah, and no, they were only awful. able to get four points. Or six points out of it, two mm-hmm. two field goals, could have been could have been three. Chad yeah. Ryland, man, you gotta, oh, man, you you feel I never want to see kickers, especially like not not do well, especially rookie kickers. But my God, the dude's missed like five uh, kicks this, so far this year, and he missed a thirty-one yard chip shot today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you Nick Folk just missed his first field goal today before we started recording this podcast before that he was 19 for 19 on field goals and 16 for 16 on extra points mm-hmm. i mean that's a lot of points being put up that we do not have <laughs> yeah but i mean it, you just gotta you have to be better in the red zone Colts went one for one like yeah. the pats defense kept them out for for all for like their credit um yeah but and you got to convert red zone tries. Yeah, because you guys outgained us to 340-264. Jesus. But then you get the the turnovers. The turnovers, the missed kicks, the field goals, you get stopped mm-hmm. in the red zone like we we you said we hit the red zone four times. We had two field goals, one missed field goal, 
One pick. And a pick. That's not going to do Could have been two picks. But actually, I think it was the same drive. So, mm. yeah, I can't. That pick, Julian Blackman made up for his dropped pick. But that was just bad. It wasn't like no. he made it some great play. Like, no, Mac just, like, under through it oh, it was like, horrible i thought the receiver ran the wrong route at, i thought it was tipped at like, first uh, yeah you thought it was tipped we watched the replay it was like oh no he just like laid a duck yeah he just massively underthrew a 10 yard <laughs> throw somehow <laughs> yeah i don't know how that happens but yeah but then last play or last drive of the game man bill bill's had enough he benched mac with an opportunity to lead the patriots to a win he benched Mac Jones mm-hmm. and went for Bailey Zappi. That is, that is damning against the, the against Mac. Yeah, I mean, and Bailey Zappi, <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he, listen, the boy tried. Yeah, he did. He had a an interesting fake spike <laughs> on the last play of their drive. Yep, before throwing a ball into quadruple coverage. <laughs> Yep, just, he just lobbed the, it down there. I respect the chutzpah of it, but um, yep. Yeah, no, that this that was like the perfect close to this game because it was. If I didn't have money on this game, I I would not have paid as much attention. Yeah, because there was no way this was gonna be. It was it was an ugly. entertaining game. It was ugly. Well, things might get uglier. Uh, there was a Nesson article that came out, I want to say a little little while ago. Yep, um, a few days ago. From Adam London, uh, which said the Patriots could reportedly replace Bill Belichick after the Germany game. That would be, I mean, they've shown a lot of Robert Kraft lately and he is he not is happy. Him in his fat fucking jacket today. <laughs> that was amazing. Looked like a, like, he looked like a baby and it was just his mom just dropped, like put on the biggest coat so he didn't get like pneumonia. Yep. Um, it's so funny. But yeah, it, it's funny that we're starting to see a lot more rumors of they can move on from Bill Belichick. Uh, there was another rumor that uh, they might be looking to try to poach Mike Vrabel away from the Titans mm-hmm. to have him be their next head coach. Yeah, there's a lot of unrest in this uh, in this uh, organization, and it's not. I'm not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially because like it's the same thing that happened last year with the Colts. Uh, where they had an owner who was getting tired of being embarrassed mm-hmm. like each week. And I forget, it might have been the Patriot game. Like after the Patriot game last year, that you said, enough. Yep. Frank, you're gone. Yep. And Frank, all due respect to him, nowhere near the coach that Belichick is. Oh, yeah. Or at least was with uh, his legacy and whatnot. Yep. I don't think Robert Kraft is as eccentric as. Jim say I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I don't it think might any, be a little fair. I don't think anyone's on that level, but <laughs> like for a lot of owners, this is a pride thing. Oh yeah, going overseas and d- dropping six points. Sad. It's it's sad. Yeah, and a game that, let's be honest, you just you're more efficient. You actually convert one of these attempts in the red zone, and you, you win that. You game. win the game. Yep, a hundred percent. But alas, uh, but alas, Pats are now two and eight. Who are they playing next week? They are going to be playing the Giant. Nope, that they got a bye. Oh, they're on bye, and then they can't lose the bye. Well, we're looking good. Yep, and, but their next game back is going to be against at the Giants. Yep. So that should be that's going to be an interesting game for draft purposes, and also because the Giants suck. Giants suck almost as bad, but at least you're not paying Mac Jones forty million dollars a year. Thank God, it but could yeah. always be worse. <laughs> yeah, you actually leapfrog the Giants in the draft standing. Sweet, because it's been it's been starting to there's a little little smoke that maybe they look to move to number one mm-hmm. for uh, Caleb or Drake, and if you can have the more attractive pick at three 
Maybe you do it. Yeah, right. Maybe you trade back to 20 for that like six second be... round picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 say that. <laughs> don't give me that thought. <laughs> I'm telling you, it might happen. Yeah. All right. Uh let's talk Bruins. Mm-hmm. There's a little Bruins recap. Um let's see, what, two and one on the on the week? Yep. Another that one was a overtime loss, so yeah. they're still eleven one and two. I never understood why hockey does overtime wins and losses. I don't either. Um, especially because they only count the loss separate. Yeah. Like th- they're not going to be the, what, like 10, 10, 10 one, 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 and one, two. two. Yeah. It's like, maybe that's why, but hmm. I think of that too. Maybe it's just cause like football kind of conditions you like that's a tie, but maybe don't they don't know. play, they don't play no ties. I don't know. It's but weird. Their first game, they win three, two against the stars were I think I said maybe that would be their loss. Um yep. cuz they're, you know, a very good team. But no, the the rookies rookies came out to play. Uh Mason Lorai and John Beecher both mm-hmm. had their first career goals. Very nice. Love to see it. Yeah, no, the young guys, it's always nice when the young guys get get to score. Mhm. Yep. And and then, you know, Brad Marchand got his goal. Yeah, We're talking. We like it's Brad Marchand. He's gonna get goals. We no like the what. kids. Yeah. Um. Again, just great showing from the goalies. Um. You know what's funny? Because I was watching this game, and mm-hmm. they got up two zero early. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went. I went to take a shower. Oh no! I came back and Wyatt Johnston scored for the Stars. I'm like, please. Oh no! Here's God. Again. <laughs> Don't let this happen. Uh, but no, Marshan comes in on the power play, gets his goal, and then they gave up a late goal. Yep. But they're able to hold out. Uh, Swayman, nice thirty-five saves. Um, love to see it. Yeah, right. No, it, it, look, they played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we got a little a little spanking. Yeah, next. they they beat the the Islanders five-two. Mm-hmm. Mr. Charlie Coyle with his first career hat trick. Yeah, credit to him. Credit to Pasternak too yes. for that third goal, open net. Yep. He uh, Coyle gives it off to uh, Pasternak, and Pasternak's like, "No, you're Take it taking. Back. <laughs> you're getting it." Yep. Um. So great, great work there. Pasta got his own good guy. Goal. Pasta. Yeah, he had three points this game. So, yeah. I mean, he got he, us. He, got he, he wasn't starving for points. So, uh, Charlie Coyle had both of his 150th goal and 400th point in this game. And first hat trick. And first hat trick. So, it was a day of milestones for, for the Good for, for, the, him. for the kid. I would do an applause, but I don't know what that's going to do to both of our mics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll give you, like, the, uh, the, the golf clap. Just a little. If you could see it, we're clapping. Yeah. <laughs> If you could see it, <laughs> as if we're recording this. Yeah, if, if you were in this room with us, you would see it. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, yeah, good, strong win over yeah. the Islanders. You needed that. Let's see. I assume it was Olmark who was... Coil four the... goals and seven assists on the season. Good for him. And he's winning nearly 60% of the offensive zone faceoffs he takes. Good. That's huge. You need that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Olmark, 27 saves in this one. Ooh, excuse me. Plus mm-hmm. two power play. Yeah, you love to see what you're seeing from the goalies this yep. this early stretch. Even in this next game, this 3-2 loss to the Canadians, um, did you see the, uh, the Swayman? Um, he, he, like... Uh, Hit a guy over the head with his uh, with the glove. <laughs> I and did not at, see that. No, as they were, everyone started fighting, he just looks at the opposing goalie all the way down the ice, arms wide open. He's like, like "Come on, let's come go! Come on, I'm ready." <laughs> I fucking love that mentality. I love how much hockey players are just ready to fight at a moment's notice. Oh yeah, more than any other sport, they're like, they, like these guys could be just best friends off the ice, and as soon as they got on the ice, they're like, "Hey, you want to fight? Yeah, let's do it! All right." Boom, gloves off. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, in any other sport, too, it's like, okay, um, 
these two guys could like have beef, but like, like what what's Garrett Cole gonna do to like Rafi Devers? Like, you, you might hit him, but that that's it. If if it's like Embiid and Tatum, like they might just go back and forth trying to score on each other's head. Mm-hmm. In hockey, they're like, hey, I will kill you. Hey, yeah, <laughs> well. Maybe don't use that word after what happened. Oh, fair enough. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you in the eye. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to uh, beat you up in a friendly way because I, we gonna, all hate violence on on in hockey. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to embarrass you in front of your fans. Yep. Um, but you know it's another overtime loss. Doesn't show in the loss column, so. We love to see it. So it looks pretty if you just stop after the eleven and one. Yes. Ha! <laughs> and that's our Bruins recap. Yep. <laughs> Once get we're gonna try it. We're still trying to be better. Honestly, it's getting better. It's getting better. We're learning some more. Yes. Start, I'm watching more games. Mm-hmm. Seeing them almost blow two nothing leads. It's great. All it's this is it's a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So for. The, Let's go with the Celtics uh, for this next week. Oh, predictions? Is it prediction time? Well, yeah, we could do some predictions. Uh, not predictions, but I just want to lay out who they're going to oh, be okay. going up against. They so. got the Knicks on Monday. They're going to be in Philadelphia for a little rematch there. A little road trip, actually. So then they're going to Toronto on Friday. And then they're going to Memphis on Sunday. Well, little reunion with Marcus yep. Smart. Um uh I am honestly I'm thinking 4 now. I don't think they lose again to the Sixers and none of those other teams scare me. Uh I'm I don't want to be burned, so I'm going to say 3 and 1. I think I think they might drop the one to the Knicks. Mm. Um I mean the Knicks aren't that the the, the East is so weird. Like yeah, the Knicks are uh, five and four, but like, I I just like Julius Randle doesn't doesn't scare me. No, he's awful. But it's it's always just like like last year, RJ Barrett could hit like some insane yeah. shot, and you lose by two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I'm going three and one for them. Um, what about Bruins? So they are going to the Sabers on Tuesday. A little, little time off, and then they're back against the Canadians uh, on Saturday. So two games for us. Um, I don't know much about the Sabers, but I I would feel good at two and zero. Sabers are seven and seven and one. So yeah, okay, I'd say two and zero. Probably sounds good. Yeah, I'll go two and zero. Unless the the Bruins put up a two goal lead at any point, then it's uh, <laughs> then you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, the loss of the Canadians, they weren't that much, they weren't that great, but yeah. any given day. I yeah, will also cool. go 2-0. Um, um, do I have any more specific predictions from there? Um, I'll, I'll go pasta with three points. Okay. In three points in two games. There you go. Uh. We said Pats are on bye. Yep. <laughs> Got any predictions? Uh, no. No. I don't no. think anything's. I think it's going to be as much as people are going to be asking for things to happen. It's going to be a very, very quiet week. Too yeah. quiet. Yeah. Belichick's not getting fired. That's if my he prediction. does. I will be shocked. Yeah. Mm. And then Red Sox. Are we going to make a signing? Oh, I think we do make a signing. I mean, we're being honest. They did make a signing. They they signed a minor league outfielder. Ooh. So, so, oh boy! <laughs> if you want to talk, there's like your high high level, mid tier, and low level moves. And then there's there's some some place even further down below for like a triple A uh, depth outfielder. Nice. Um, I'm saying they will make one move. I think. You know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm gonna say they're gonna sign either okay. Low Wiggle Room, Jordan Montgomery, okay, or Whit Merrifield. Okay, I think they're cool. gonna sign one of the two, maybe both, maybe both. You never know. Probably not. You never know. Given my track record, probably neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do uh, let's do studs and duds. 
Okie dokie. I'll go first. Um, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I've got one of each. I've got one stud. Okay. And my stud for this week is my man, Sam Hauser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has rod off the bench. Oh man, he has been the spark that we needed so bad <laughs> off the bench. He scored. We have we didn't talk about him during the segment much, um, but every game this week he scored at least ten points, which you need that. That is just incredible value, and he's hitting his shots, and he looks confident taking shots. I mean, you, I love to see it. Mm-hmm. You, you needed someone to step up, and he's finally gotten hot. So hopefully, he can keep it up. I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see my studs. I'm gonna go. Oh, this is tough because it it might be a bunch of Bruins players to be honest. <laughs> Obviously, Coyle getting his first career hat trick. What was it? Four hundred points. 150 yeah, four hundred goals. Hundred fifty goals, four hundred points. First hat trick. Yeah, that's a good week. As good of a game as you could have. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Pasta for being a good guy, letting yep. Coyle get that open netter. Yep. Uh, I will. Give a shout out to the kids, Lorelai and Beecher, for getting their first career goals. Shout out to the Bruins, really, is what it sounds Listen, like. Celtics and Bruins are fun to watch. Yes. So, I'm all for fun sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are your duds? Um, I got one dud. I think we both have the same dud. I don't know. It might be the same game, but... Mm, interesting. All right. Uh, Mac Jones. I was gonna go Bailey Zappy because <laughs> listen, getting benched on the last drive—that's terrible. Bad. But for Bailey Zappy to come in, it—it it really felt like he was like, "Oh yeah, you bench Mac for me. Watch this." Throws a pick in the quad coverage. Uh, when this game was extremely winnable. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, yeah, Bailey Zappy's my dud. Perfect. Max is your stud. Uh, dud, sorry. Mac is no one's stud. He was my stud two weeks ago when he kicked the Bills' ass and then dropped off the face of the earth again. Mm-hmm. You think they just leave him in Germany? <laughs> you think they tell him, like, oh, no, no, no. The, flight, the flight's at uh, 10 p.m. and it's actually 10 a.m.? Nice. So, like, it's like, hey, guys? Quick, quick, quick. Guys? <laughs> guys? <laughs> um. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap this. Let's one. wrap this up. Um, if you like this episode, uh, subscribe, leave a rating, give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Tell your friends. You work hard on this thing. This is a lot uh, that we do, but we love to do it. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Ship City Pod for all sorts of reactions, uh, tweets. Um, I know we will be better at live tweeting um, the Patriots games every Sunday, uh, but you know. Where uh, you can just follow us along for all that stuff too, and you can see when we post new episodes. Uh, also, uh, I want to give a shout out to our website. It's uh, www.pressplaymag.com. You can see all the latest sports news that we write, and also movie reviews, movie news, TVs, uh, TV articles, gaming articles, gaming news and reviews, all that kind of stuff. So check it out. We work hard on that website too. And then um, also, let's give a listen to the Filmbox podcast, which is a podcast that Connor and I. Also do with our good friend Sam, who if you've been to Press Play, uh, our Press Play website, you'll see uh, him writing all sorts of movie stuff. But Filmbox is a movie podcast where we just we get on um, every week and we play games. We talk about movies, review movies, uh, tier lists, uh, drafts, top fives, all that kind of fun stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Check that out if you like movies. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think that's just gonna just about do it connor why don't you hit us with that wacky headline of the week listen brian cashman wants you to know that they are dumb people over there in new york (laughs) numbers no (laughs) and also the gm meetings end with the shits nice (laughs) we'll see you next time see you next time peeps adios